<laughs> wait, wait, eight oh five and Edish. The best one I've been to is an eight oh five Reading. Yeah. And right now I haven't eaten breakfast, and I could do a serious hot pounded yam mm-hmm. with a Ferrero. Uh huh. With two chicken. Why is it? <laughs> no, no way. You know you haven't finished. Two chicken, yeah. And with two chicken, uh-huh. a side of beef, yeah. and como. Oh god! Why are you having? Why are you having like protein and side of protein as well? Because <laughs> the funnier is only one I went out of five. They're like, and what you want as your protein? Pro- I, I've, I've never understood that, bro. Yo, I, that's the thing. I never in my that's li- the thing. I I even I know carbs is like pasta and rice. I don't know what protein is. Protein like, like me, like me. Yeah, but now I know. Yeah. But oh, okay. We said protein. <laughs> I was like, I, was like what? Uh, I guess I want beef. <laughs> like, who I refers know, to it? That happens in, uh, yeah. in Lagos a lot. <laughs> like, what protein do you want? Beef and pomo. Bearing in mind is what? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to eat. I'll be my sister. I can't or something. I say beans. <laughs> no, no, no. Beans yam. is like beans is like is like a daily delicacy to me. It's like daily. beans and plantain is like. Do you not like beans and plantain? Not like that. Like I wouldn't eat that every day. Are no, you serious? It's like not. the perfect sweet savory. Like there's no you can't get better than that. In my opinion, I think we discussed this last time. Yeah, how do you like your plantain? Really, you know, like <laughs> I know, but is it like the, <laughs> da, the diagonal slice, oh, no, the no, straight the, slice, the cube? It, the cube joints yeah, don't make exactly sense. What you <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, the plantain is like this. Like it's just, just it's just, yeah, it's just no shape. <laughs> <laughs> that's how yeah, that's very soft. soft. Not too Sweet. soft. No, I like it soft. I like it soft because it's not, sweeter. That's when it's too ripe. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect. Yes. Have Have oh, you ever had know, the man. green plantain? But having that as your swallow. Uh? I've had plantain as my solo. I don't think I've had the green one. So is basically, it it's better to yeah. have the green and plantain. Because the green plantain is more firm, apparently. Yeah. So it's better to have the green plantain as your swallow. With, I'm sure. With soup. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's normally, like, normally pan, like F4 like or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's I've, never, I've never done it before. I, I've had it. I don't it's know different. If, I don't know if it... Is it nice? Is it... Because I know about oats. Yeah, oats. Know, oat, you know um, the oat thing yeah. now? Instead of like poundo, it's actually oats. They're healthier. Would it healthier. would it be like in the same similar similar consistency? It's similar. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just to confirm, are we ranking Amala at the bottom? Hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. I feel like is, that, is, that, is Amala your number one? <laughs> it's not my number yeah, one. But it's not on the bottom. So what's at the bottom then? Or Gary? Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 I take yeah. that back. Gary's Gary. Gary's yeah, bottom tier. No. I'm sorry. Gary's bottom tier. Really? Not make sense. Gary's bottom tier. Gary's better with when you're soaking it. Uh, absolutely. Do you add the nuts as well? Yes, and milk. Not all the time. Add the milk. Okay, you're going you're gonna to be okay, fine Okay, now. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jeez, you you were in the boarding school. Yeah, buddy. You yeah. were in the boarding <laughs> house. I actually wasn't. But have you had it? Milk, Sugar, have powdered have milk. Milk. Nuts, a little bit of ice. And ah. Yeah. Look at the joy on her yeah. face. What's going on here? I've never, I've never nice. added ice. I'm going to have it tonight. No, no, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. It's so nice. Sorry, guys, just say, if you're listening to this, please Yo. go and watch the YouTube 
just see the joy on her face. No, this is crazy. This is actually not, guys. This is the best thing ever. I don't know who's ever had pun, um, not um, Gary with milk. I promise That's you, someone's going to come in and be like, oh my God, no, 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 she gets no, no, no. it. I'm sorry. I promise you. What does that even look like? Oh, it's evaporated milk, right? Would okay, it be like what carnations? No, no. Oh, it's fresh milk. No, oh no, 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 no. I don't drink <laughs> fresh milk. Then, then what it's milk is it? Powdered milk, like oh, peak oh, milk. Oh, peak milk. Yeah, peak. peak. Yes. So you put water, and then yeah, you put the now. peak milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, and, well, and and just 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 last thing. Sorry, Jesus I went to a wedding, Lord. yeah, and had abola as like the dessert. Huh? Ain't that a main? That's 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 like optional main. Like that's not for us. They they just brought they pull it out at the. At the end, that's, on that's there a as dessert. Wedding. Like, that's serious. Yeah, nah, but Nigerians never cease to amaze me. That's actually <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> for, right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that, don't you have to have a specific soup of that? Am I, yeah, am I the yellow yeah. and green one. I don't know. I don't want to say the name before someone comes from No, no, what, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. It's the yellow. No, how do you, you say it, Jay? Mm, absolutely not. I'm not falling for that trap. Mm, can't catch me. <laughs> absolutely not. But no, it's good. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome everybody <laughs> to Tribe. This is the first visual pod. Can we just get a... This has been a very, very long time coming. Like, So for everyone who's been a part of the Tribe, we've been going ham for about two years. Two years, but only 17 episodes. And I'm going to explain. Listen. Just on stage, Jay. No, listen, it's been tough. I think this thing has taught me the, the importance of consistency doing a podcast every two weeks when you're touring, when you're releasing music and when you're just trying to be a human being is very difficult. So I decided to take my time before I went visual because I wanted to do it well, do it proper. So we've got some incredible, incredible people in the house. Um, we've got, how do I do this intro? All the way <laughs> from Croydon. Hey, but this guy ever leave it. He's always got, the style on drip. I don't know. Faith never has off days. Different. I don't know how he does it. Like, what's the secret, bro? Holy Spirit is my style. Okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit is your style. How many clothes do you have? You know what? I um, I frequently give to charity. Mm. That's good. Um, That's good. Also, my wife is Congolese. You know, the fashion is just... It, it can be very <laughs> eccentric, <laughs> but it also can be very amazing. Yeah. And even in the eccentricity if that's mm-hmm, the word mm-hmm. it's there's still style in that mm-hmm. but my wife's amazing I dressed myself today actually uh, this, this, um, is a, this is a dope fit I can't lie really nice. but I love the colours fun mm. fact thank you my wife buys all my trainers for me I haven't bought trainers in the last like Because I was going to comment on it earlier I was like they they look expensive I can mm-hmm. see the design the, yeah. the, the Ralphie yeah. thank you wifey yes. looks yeah, say nothing, man. shout out wifey man <laughs> Come on, man. shout out wifey so we've got Faith Child yes what do we call you you're one of those guys that I grew up seeing Faith as killer MC, rapper, straight bars all day. And then now, <laughs> now in my late 20s, Faith has evolved. We're going to get into that. But welcome to the pod, Faith Child. I was going to call you rapper, MC, husband. Come you know them ones on the Insta, Insta bio? <laughs> all of that. Welcome, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you. We had one of our... Most memorable episodes on Tribe, cool. and I got cooked for it for, for many reasons. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming. And we've got the incredible. I don't even know. Judith is one of those. You know, is it money money lift poly lift? What's that word for the people who are like more than one thing? Um, poly. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, no. But poly is multiple. Poly is There's a word for it. Okay. Yeah. So people, yeah, please, if you find the word, please DM me because I need it. Judith is one of those. She's uh, a friend. Oh. Okay. She's looking at you like, <laughs> just like don't, don't say anything okay wrong. <laughs> she's also a, a brand owner. And she's also... <laughs> intro is really um <laughs> you know wow. is, she's one of my closest friends but you know when you you talk to someone every day about life about so many things oftentimes you have to actually forget how amazing they are so judith can you tell us one of the multiple things that you do because she also styled and done everything for radical so she was a stylist she was the oh creative. you were the, the judith that was tagged hey, <laughs> me man come on yeah that that kind of 80s look yo was really good yo and i hated yeah. it oscar i hated it yeah he did i was just like yeah jay i'm not wearing that it wasn't my favorite but i was like you're gonna do it so, yeah. yeah but jay what do you do T- tell us what you do um <clears throat> i am a founder founder for a tech startup and i creative direct mm-hmm. and that's it you got money well, it's not just two there's there's more but like you know like and the hierarchy jesus <laughs> jesus jesus on the hierarchy yeah. of things that i'd want to mention those two are the of course ones i'd want to mention okay yeah so yeah um founder creative director so thank you for coming on the pod um judith is just one of those people who's just got an insane eye for detail so having her here was a no-brainer so there's a p- bunch of things i want us to talk about um first of all just a a starter christmas or easter <laughs> there would be no Easter oh, don't, no, wait, wait, don't do that. No, no, okay, okay, no, okay, no, okay, no, okay. No, no. I'll okay. say I'll say biblically Easter. Because if Christ hadn't resurrected, there would be no <laughs> there would be no hope for us. <laughs> there'll be no hope for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I think Paul said if Christ hadn't resurrected, this will all be in vain. Oh, come on, so, sir. But yeah, he had to come. Makes sense. But if he, he came born, yeah. and he had died but didn't resurrect, then what's the point? So if he didn't, he wasn't born, there would be no Easter. But if he had, but if he had come and died and that was it, what's the point? But, but if he wasn't yeah. born? Him not being born and him not resurrected, it's the same thing in my yeah, opinion. I think it's we, we, haven't, we haven't gained anything. It's in the resurrection Easter that we actually gain something. We don't gain anything from Christ coming but we gain from him dying and coming back. So you say Easter? Easter. Okay. What would you, what would you say? What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> now, Jay, you have to pick. I, I pick Easter. Is, is it? Yes. Guys, what's going on? You pick Christmas. I just, I don't know if it's the, Christmas has incredible PR. It does. Yeah. Christmas has crazy PR. That takes away from the message of Christianity and the faith, in a way, because the resurrection should hold more absolutely w- yeah. well to me holds more weight so you than... you reckon we should have the same amount if not more celebratory things yes. around easter yes. than we do christmas absolutely interesting i think it should be at equal levels at least anyway yeah but it isn't because they've commercialized christmas mm. they haven't commercialized easter mm. well they can have got the easter egg it's a bit... well they have but it's not like <laughs> it's not the same it's not the same but i feel like the significance of christmas is too heavy for me to just say Easter. This is like the King of Kings in human form. He shall reign. <laughs> hey, big, go and go stream. It's good. It's good. He shall reign. He shall reign. He shall go and stream. He shall reign. If you haven't streamed it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, even um, 
Is it Obati Day? Obati, mm-hmm. Obati. You know, I got cooked for saying that wrong on the track, you know. Really? Yeah, Nigerians were like, there's a way to say it. Yeah. Because I said Obati, and it was like, there's a way you have to say yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, people, man. <laughs> sorry, man. I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, I feel Christmas... And the Sorry, did you just me this is proof I listen to your music oh, by I, the way? No, 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 hundred. My G. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lie, I appreciate that. Jay, did you even know that? Uh, okay. You know that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> always do this. Running jokes, not funny. Okay, I listen to all your music. Thank you. But it's just that the the significance of Christmas is too heavy to ignore. Mm-hmm. It's like this is this is royalty. Yeah. Coming down and being born in the manger. I just feel like Although Easter, yes, is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Without Easter and him resurrecting, Christianity doesn't hold a drop. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But if he didn't, it's the love for me that you loved us so much to even pull up and say, yo, this is my love in practice. I'm here. Let's get it. Let me live like you guys. Let me do what you could not do. And be the perfect sacrifice. So that importance of that day, for me, I know Christmas has great PR, but I always take the PR out of it. And I'm like, mm. yo, Jesus, you actually came. That's why I'm like, yo, Christmas means more to me. Maybe it's also like being childlike growing up. Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's, I think it's the same way that I look at Easter, though. Like, I think, mm. I, I think Easter is the best time to really think about the sacrifice that was made. Like, mm-hmm. e- Christmas, I think there's a lot of noise. Like everyone's coming, family coming, mm. you're, you're cooking, you're doing that. I don't really have time to sit and like... I see that actually. Do you know what I mean? But so, with Easter, because it's not like this commercialized, like big thing, I can really sit down and think about what it means to me that Jesus died. So there's like a stillness that comes with yeah. Easter that maybe Christmas... And I Christmas. think it's just so much, yeah, it's just so much nicer for me. That sounds like a personal problem. But <laughs> sure. You can't concentrate. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but I think we are saying both of them are, are very, yeah, yeah. very important. Absolutely. I always just have to ask but, people because some people are just like, no, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> like, but why? Okay. Yeah, yeah, why? Like, okay, I don't know. Like, yeah. but this is one Christmas. So going off Christmas, I've got a question for you two. This might be a bit of a divisive one. How much Christian music do you actually listen to? Let's 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 just be real. During Christmas. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Listen, I know there was no link. You know when you know when man tried to link stuff, it's yeah. like there was no link to that. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Christmas. <laughs> okay. How much Christian music do you actually consume? And I ask this because I've seen a trend of Christian music or maybe worship music, I should say, become such a devotional thing. It's you put on Christian music, worship music when you're mm. having your quiet time. But outside of those hours, mm-hmm. it's like recreational music. So I'm not saying people will listen to like things that are filthy or anything like that. But people tend to listen to just good, clean music that doesn't necessarily carry the heavy Christian message. That's why I'm asking. So I'm not asking in a condemning way. It's just I've noticed a trend, say with my sister or like it's like how much worship music you listen to and how much good music like a Jacob Collier or like a mm. someone who just makes good music that's all now sorry Jacob Collier was on new music Friday Christ, new music Christian Friday, Friday. and Christ, I was like because yeah. mm. of, of Kirk because of Kirk yeah. yeah I was like how much Jesus did Kirk even talk on that song because I listened and I was like I'm sure I didn't hear Kirk I heard his choir 
Yeah, yeah but I, I didn't hear him. Compose, I, didn't, I, I didn't hear him do anything. <laughs> 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 That's good. Let me hear you make <laughs> some right. ghost. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. You know what? My consumption's really high. Probably music. No, Christian. You mean like, like, like slow? Okay, okay. I, I mean Christian, but I don't think. I think how we've divided it. How do you categorize? Okay, so how do you categorize worship music versus like Christian? You mean like you mean like a Maverick, like a Nathaniel Bass, like a Dawson, like uh-huh. a Bethel, like a That's Hillsong? What I see as you know worship. what? I, I put everything in. Oh, okay. How much so, Christian music? So, so Limo Blade is in that as well. All of them, man. Oh yeah. Then, I, then I'm, I'm looking because Limo isn't like slow worship. It's Afrobeat. Afro yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Afro gospel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. So I would say I might be a strong ninety. You know, ninety percent of your catalog is Christian. It might be a strong ninety. That's that. Why is Jay? Why did you Jay blink twice? Because you're like ninety's higher, boy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, I think that's because obviously we all know. We all know Afrobeats is not secular music, right? You know, it's gospel. Yes. Afrobeats is mm-hmm. secular, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> Why is Afrobeats <laughs> not secular music? <laughs> Why is that not? It's so interesting. Yeah, and and for the holy ones, we are actually joking. And yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think, okay, let me just say maybe 85. I'm a strong high because I love listening to literally like you, Limo, um, Hovey, KB. Yeah, I, lis- I love listening to like a lot of Anatoria in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I love listening to, there's great Christian music, um, but I do enjoy listening to non-Christian music because mm-hmm. I think as a musician, you need to know what's going on musically in the world. It's funny. Do you know what I find funny though? Because people would be like, I only listen to Christian artists, whatever. But the Christian artists you're listening to are listening to I the listen second yeah. other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And I, I'm not saying to yeah. go and do yeah. that, but Absolutely. we are being somewhat inspired or okay, Absolutely. they're using that those plugins or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Jay? Hmm. Mm. What's up? I'm, I'm, I, I, you hear that? I, just, I haven't opened my mouth. Are you feeling convicted already? <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm standing in my truth. Um, Talk to me. So, mm. of late, it's mm. changed a lot, actually. I think there's been times where it's leaned more towards secular. Yeah. Um, but God's working on me. And I think, <laughs> I think of late, it's definitely been in the 70%. 70-30. Yes. So, I listen to worship music a lot. Mm. And it's not just in my quiet time. Like, Even for actually, recreation? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Like, I okay. really, like, sometimes you just know when you need that, like, lift, that uplifting spirit. Absolutely. Um, or uplifting sound, sorry. So, I am listening to the Holy Spirit more and I find mm. that my conviction to pick up my phone and mm. click mm. my mm. Afrobeats playlist is... Is less and less. less is and waning. Less. <laughs> it's, it is. It's it waning. actually is. To my mum's delight. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, and then I think that the rest, actually, it used to be purely secular Afrobeats. Mm. And I, I've just found that my conviction to listen to that has just been yeah, waning yeah. a lot of late. Like, it's just, it's really dark, I think. Mm. So I've been listening to a lot of, like, Cleo Soul. Mm. And Cleo Soul is actually a Christian artist. I didn't know that. Yes. And Sorry, her, Christian or Christian artist? She's a Christian. Oh, okay, okay. And her, uh, her I think... She released two albums and one of them was, was literally a gospel, was a gospel yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. And I didn't know that. So like I literally listened to her and I was like, I actually really like her music. I like her sound. And I like that it's not like Afro how Afrobeats is. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. just pure and I can hear the lyrics and yeah, I, yeah. I can hear the words that she's saying and it's mm. really beautiful. Mm. So for that reason I have to say like it's more like a 20, 30 percent mm-hmm. um of secular, but it shifts and changes, I as hate. you know. 
it does shift and change. And I think even for me, as an as a Christian artist, it's outwardly Christian artist. Because yeah. that's why I said when I first started, I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian artist. I don't listen to as much Christian music as I thought I would. But then I don't listen to music in yeah. general. Yeah. So my Spotify is based on recommendations. So if my manager chips like, yo, check out this artist, I'll go listen to that artist. And then the next time I go and search an artist, I'll look, oh, six months ago, that's the last time I put in an artist in the search bar. That's so great. I don't listen to music in general, which was why it was such a question I wanted to ask because I don't listen to it unless Brandon Lake has dropped something. I'm like, oh, I want to check out what Brandon's done. I have a or, question. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so do you just walk around like in silence? <laughs> yeah. I, I When I'm driving, it's podcasts. Okay. When I'm driving, it's YouTube. I watch YouTube. Mm. So I watch a lot of um, creators who just have long form content. You know, the 20, 30, 40 minute videos where they review like a, a movie or something. Music, the more I've created music in my career, the less I've listened to it. Huh. And it's so interesting because my inspiration comes from my quiet time, which is just reading the Bible. And there's no music playing. It's like pads. Worship. Do you know, you know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daffy T keys Woo! underneath. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, hey. hey shut up, Daffy T keys, you know. Yo, he's, he's just cold. He yeah, knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. So that's what my quiet time is all about. Okay. And music listening has become less and less of a thing. But it's crazy. We're talking about Afro gospel, which is what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Afro gospel on the rise. How are we feeling about it? I love it. Love it. As someone that loves Afrobeats, I love it because I just want to hear that sound Absolutely. glorify God. Absolutely. And it's really refreshing. And I think the last, like, what, year or two has just been an influx of like, more and more people. Yes, actually. Doing it. And I'm like, up. thank God. Like, yeah. now I have a playlist. Because before mm -hmm. it was like one song, two songs here. Now I actually have a playlist mm -hmm. and that's big. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm very excited about Afro Gospel mm -hmm. because... I feel like you can proudly show Afro gospel to an Afrobeat lover who doesn't listen to gospel music. Absolutely. Um, That's good. Someone like yourself and Limo, like I love the two of you so much because you can easily put you guys on and someone who isn't familiar, but oh, this sounds and feels nice. And Afrobeat is often about the feeling, the rhythm, mm -hmm. often but how the beat than how you come in on the melody or the vocal mm. or the verse rather. Mm. So I really love it. And a bit of UK gospel history for between like 2008 to maybe 2013, Talk about rappers it. were dominating the Christian scene. Mm. And then I'm not even saying this because you're here. In my humble opinion, you were the pivot of that. Oh, in my, hum no, in my, in, in my humble opinion. Nah, no, 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 no. There were singers, there were singers doing lying. their thing. Oh, that's yeah. very kind. But there's always, there's often the chosen one. So with rappers, Governor B was the chosen one who's been able to kind of do things and and th that we haven't seen. Mm. If I'm correct, you were like the first UK gospel artist with over a hundred thousand followers on the gram. No one else has had done that and almost no one else has that mm. almost no one else has that so you were that kind of shift um which um and it was um you're mine you are mine yeah, yes that was the triple o told me about you no and way and he showed me you are mine yeah 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 um yeah. so that's how i knew of you via triple o mm. so yeah afro gospel is incredible and with what limo's doing as well Crazy. with his events give it Crazy. give it in my humble opinion Give it three years, I think, 
and we can do O2 Arena. Hmm. It will be a collaborative thing. It would, yeah. We could do it tomorrow. Yeah, we could do it, it tomorrow, but it give it three years and we can do O2 Arena. Absolutely. I, I promise you Absolutely. it's possible. And that's heights that we've never seen. Yeah. Because I think Afro Gospel does something where, well, two things. It's, it's taking back every genre that exists. Christians have a job to take back. In my opinion, I'm like, when people see Afro Gospel as slightly like, oh, why are they, why are they making Gospel Afro beats? Like, because we get those comments sometimes, like, why Gospel Afro beats? Why are you mixing Christ with something that is like, objectifying you know let's be honest some afro beat songs aren't aren't the cleanest um people have an issue with mixing gospel with beats that are like that and my thing is we're redefining what was so this is how it was so the enemy perverts he takes things and perverts it and does something else with it but we have to come in if we don't do it who's going to do it if we don't take back what was intended to glorify god and glorify him with it what's going to happen. And number two, like you rightly said, I found it to be a very evangelistic tool. The, the, the percentage of people that came to my, I did a concert in Europe last year, well, different concerts. And there were loads of people who were not Christians. I was shocked. I was like, why are you, why are you here? Like, do you know we're going to be praying and stuff? They're like, uh, oh, well, I like your music. And I'm like, well, that's it. That's the tool and that's the open door. And I believe in, in our faith, there has to be people who are standing at the gate saying, hey, come in. Like, yeah, just just come. Come as you are. And if by reason of the music, people are transformed and people are changed and then they fall more and more in love of Jesus, then what's the, what's the, um, the, the what's the word? Mm. Yeah, what's the beef? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I get a lot of stick. And Limo, if you ask Limo, he gets a lot of stick and, a lot of people who make Afro gospel get quite a lot of stick for making a sound that is dominating, like the charts are dominating the Christian space. And I don't, I don't quite get why, but maybe that's just me. With non-Christians coming to your concert, mm -hmm. one thing I've learned in the early stages of my career, when I would be invited to perform at non-Christian spaces, I used to think, oh my God, they're going to shoot me down. Not yeah, literally, but, yeah. but people actually love other. Mm. People love Sister Act which mm -hmm. is about gospel music. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's comedy and humour, but it's literally gospel music. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the UK sang songs like Shine, Jesus, Shine in Squan in Assembly. Absolutely. So they're oh, familiar yeah. with it. So you've been able to give them Jesus in a platform or in a format that they understand and love. It's a win. You know, so Pete, you, um, I remember there was a particular song of yours and there was a girl in Australia um, what was one of the first songs on TikTok that had like a dance challenge to it? I Am Free. I Am Free. There was oh, a girl yeah. that did the dance challenge with her mum and her sister. Mm -hmm. she, mm -hmm. I think she's from Australia. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? I know. Her? Yes. I don't yes. think she's Christian. I don't I think she's Christian. She, I thought she was a believer believer. I don't, I'm not sure if she is, but some of those challenges aren't done by believers. People just like music just and like something the they can vibe with and whatnot. So um, even like with Victor Thompson, yeah, that's the crazy. money. Yeah. That, yeah. A lot crazy. of people aren't um, Christians. They just love it. Yeah. I think yeah. the majority <laughs> of people, yeah. probably 90% are 
yeah. aren't but Christians, but they just like what's they being love said. That. Yeah. Whether yeah. we discuss how Christian that song may or may not be, that's mm-hmm. not just what we're mm-hmm. discussing right now. Mm-hmm. But it's by a Christian, mm-hmm. they give honor to God in that song. So yeah. no Who actually it, loves Jesus. Yeah. He does. Yeah. So yeah. Lo- he's actually he's a worship leader. Yeah, I was sad. I said, wow. But this is what I think it's about. I think you're reaching people that would not pick up a Bible or yeah. would not stop in the street with a leaflet handed to mm-hmm. them. Like, this mm-hmm. is what music does. And I don't think there's any harm in it, to be honest. Yeah. We should definitely never underestimate the power of our evangelism, in a way. And it's like reaching people who are not in the church, which is the next thing I want to talk about, being a light outside of the four walls of church. Because there's a lot of zeal, especially for us young adults, when we're in a room or we have we have a position in church, is like, we do that in a... With all the the strength of 24 oxen, that's such an Old Testament thing to say, but we do it so well. But when we step out of the church into our nine to fives, we almost shrink in and everything that we believe in stops being so forward about it. And we stop being so forefront, which I mean, in some places in the UK, they really do frown on anything religious. So there's an extent of which wisdom comes in and like, okay, I can't be so loud about something, but I still need to be firm in my belief. It's like, how do we now transition from being so loud about our love for Jesus in the church, but still maintaining our belief system when we now go out? I love this question because it's a bit like Joseph is the perfect example. It says Potiphar prospered because Joseph was with him and it was the God in him Mm-hmm. that made the difference so when so Potter would be like ever since you joined Judith our company yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been a difference what is it about you I'm a Christian you know God yeah, is a God yeah, in absolutely. me um, another way is by being good at what you do mm-hmm. by Let's actually being good talk at what about that. you do because people would be like Corda ever since you've joined this create as creative director for Apple, praise mm. the Lord. Oh, amen. As Apple's creative director <laughs> for our XYZ. But you just see like things have changed. What is it? And you know, it's the God in me. Mm. And I think um, the gospel is amazing. But when the gospel is backed by works, like it's all great preaching the gospel, but if right. you're not great at what you do, I'm not, mm. and that's not, and, and that's not shade to those who aren't great. Absolutely. We're on a journey. We but I feel like when you're really good at Excellent. what you do, yeah. it speaks volumes. Also, again, as a as a manager, how can I honor God by being good to your staff mm. by making the atf- atmosphere conducive? The Bible says, "Whatever your hand finds to do, do it well." Mm. So I think being good at what you do is brilliant testament mm-hmm. in these spaces. As a restaurant owner, you don't have to sell communion <laughs> at, at a restaurant. You don't have to be serving it every, every six every six p.m. But you have to ensure that the environment is great. And you can give your credit. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men. They'll see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. They'll mm-hmm. see your good deeds mm-hmm. and then glorify your Father in heaven. So when Absolutely. you're really good at what you do, what is it? It's God, man. I mm-hmm. big up God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a brilliant way to bring God and have your faith in your profession. Facts, facts. No, I love that. It reminds me of um, my, my dad always tells his story of when he used to work in like one of these big like banks in the UK. Um, and he'd, when he walks away from his desk, you know, and the screensaver comes on and then like mm. the Christian music's playing, like the, the instrumental and the scriptures are playing. And he's like, usually people will be like tapping it off when he's not there. But then he's had people come up to him after and be like, oh, what was that? Like, what is that? And then he, that's his way of evangelizing. Instead of mm. standing around like, hello, G, everybody, Jesus, Jesus, you know, like sometimes it's just being who you are 
in the workplace and people are drawn to you because Absolutely. of what you are, who you are presenting yourself to be. So I, I completely agree with everything you said. And as someone that has been raised in the church all my life, I've always felt like outside of the church, what mm. am I doing? Mm. Like, how am I? Because I'm not standing at the pulpit preaching. I'm not singing. I'm not worshipping at, mm. at the altar. But what can I do or who can I be to people outside of the church? And I think a big thing for me has always been being vocal yeah. about my struggles, about the journey, about how God has helped me. Um, and it always resonates with the people it needs to resonate with. So I think being shy about the gospel is not something we can afford to do anymore. Mm. We have to let God shine through our works, like you said, and also just through our conversations with people. Sure, that's so, so, so cool. I think now more than ever, there's a necessity for us to stand for what we believe. I, I, It's crazy to, to see that some things that were taboo in the 1980s are like in our faces in 2023 mm -hmm. like nothing is hidden anymore so it makes me go well if everyone else is like super vocal about what they believe and they, they don't care if they offend you i'm not saying like we should like be offensive to other people but the gospel in a sense it's offensive is offensive it is offensive so it's yeah. like when you're in your place of work don't shrink is what mm -hmm. i'm trying to say don't shrink for the fear that you're going to offend someone because say for example in your lunchtime, you want to pray for five minutes or you want to, not like you're shouting, you know, with the bells. It's like, you want to, if you pray in your lunchtime, like that's your thing and be bold about the fact that you close your eyes and you pray and you pray over your food. Little things like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's when someone asks your opinions and stuff. This is a tricky one in the workspace. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? How bold are you mm. to, to say, I'm a Christian and I go by the guidelines of the Bible and this is what I believe because the Bible believes it and I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah. It's being, it's that, yeah, we're talking about being that bold. Yeah. That's what it is. In 2023, you kind of have to be because being gray is, is where the majority are at at the moment, but we're called to stand out and not be gray. It's like be black or white. Yeah. Because the Bible is black or white. Yeah. Can I just say, yeah, like people don't understand that the biggest trick of getting any getting out of a getting out of a tricky situation is actually the Bible. So mm. someone says, Oh, what do you think about XYZ? Well, I'm a Christian, I follow the Bible. And the Bible says, I haven't told you what I said. Facts. Mm. I've told you what the Bible This is the rules of engagement. <laughs> <laughs> These are the rules of engagement. So Absolutely. it says this in the Bible and I follow the Bible. Absolutely. So I'm going to adhere. And I think also, again, there's a beauty in transparency and vulnerability. So mm -hmm. saying that, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm very angry about this situation, but the Bible teaches me to forgive yes. and to be patient and gracious. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and do that, but mm -hmm. I'm struggling with that. Mm -hmm. And I think the more people see vulnerability from Christians, yeah. the more they'll, they'll be open to hearing it. And I think... It's about wisdom. Mm, that's good. That's good. When when Jesus spoke to people who never understood, I won't say the Bible because the Bible, those who didn't understand um, religious texts, mm -hmm. who use parables to explain the kingdom of heaven, who go round and round in circles. But when he spoke to religious people, be straight, direct, almost cutthroat. When he spoke to those who mm. understood, mm. but for those who didn't, he spoke in parables mm -hmm. and often speak in their language. So be fishes of men, 
who was talking to fishermen, mm-hmm. mm. the power of sowing the seeds because he spoke to people who understood agriculture. Mm-hmm. So being able to, and the, and the thing is, yeah, he would never really explain it until you say, good teacher, what does that mean? You asked me. Mm-hmm. So now, because mm-hmm. you asked mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I can tell you. That's good. Do you know what I mean? He, 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 he gave a layup, an alley-oop for you to finish the thing. <laughs> That's an alley-oop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could finish it. Yeah, so yeah. It's about wisdom. Sometimes you it want is. to be so straight and direct, like, ah, Mm-hmm. But I think wisdom, Applied. fellowship. Zacchaeus, come down from the tree, let's chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendship. Fellowship and friendship. Come on, bro. Friendship. That was actually really dope. I had one more one more thing, but this question is, I guess there's a very real side to this, mm-hmm. and it's about giving alms. Why do we as young people struggle to give to charity? Because I read something, and okay, Jay, Jay already thinks struggle is a... I, I say struggle because it is a struggle. Because I'll be real. I don't know if it's cozy. Is it cozy live? Cos cozy live. Co- oh, cozy live. Cozy, oh. cozy live. Cozy live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cost yeah. of living crisis. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I only heard cozy live like last year. I was like, what? The hell is that? <laughs> so it's just that there is a real financial aspect to being a young person, especially living in London, fresh out of uni, um, or maybe first second job. Sometimes these days we're talking about 60, 70, 80K isn't even enough to get by mm. living by yourself and renting. So the question now is. You're now asking me, who's just getting by, to then donate to a charitable organization. And I say this because, full transparency, I'm I'm an ambassador for a charity. And it was very hard for me to understand what it was till they invited me and sat me down and said, this is what happens. And this is what we do. And this is how we do it. And then I went out to see what they did in the flesh. And then I went, oh, now I can do it. Mm-hmm. But not everyone has that access to that. Exactly. So why do you think we as young people, it's not the first thing on our minds, Or but we can do a quick, we can do ASOS Hall, <laughs> but that maybe, is it is it an education thing? Or should we have more people telling us what our money does for it? Or what, what What is it? I think you made a key point there, which is that you were educated about the process. Mm. You knew where your money was going. You saw it firsthand. Mm -hmm. I think these days, and this is not just for Christians, I just think in general, people are being really careful where they put their money. Mm. Um, People are being really cautious with, okay, we need transparency. We need to know where this is going. Mm -hmm. We've seen the ads many times. And I think also my household, I don't think we really grew up giving to charities like that like we'd always give to ministries that would go out this is interesting though yeah yeah we'd give to ministries that would go out and do like mission outreach to these places but we wouldn't I give see. to like charities that we see like save the children or mm. all these ones um which is interesting um i have given in the past but yeah. when i give it's, it's really something that i've read on and that i've understood mm. and i believe in mm. so like during the 2020 um, George Floyd that's when I, I think I gave the most because mm. I was really passionate about it yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah I think there's there's an, an a transparency problem for some and also like I don't really see a lot of people going out of their way to do that like naturally I don't think that's something that really people are looking to do mm. it's more like oh this came to me okay wow yeah I, now I'm gonna give so maybe mm. they're not reaching us as well as they used to when we were all watching TV. I don't know. Because I haven't seen ads for charities in a long time. Yeah. But I still give. I, I, just to be clear, I'm specifically talking about like Christian oh, charities right. as well. Mm. But I think it even applies. Like yeah. whether it's like 
secular charities mm -hmm. or like cancer research. I, I still think I had a chat with um, some guys, some folks who were doing some charity work and they wanted me to jump on board. And they literally said to me, bro, we want you to do it because the majority of our givers are 40 and over. Yeah. The, the, and they said majority, we're talking 80 plus percent yeah. of 40 and over. And I'm going, wow. So what happens when, you know, people are now transitioning and people are like passing on? Mm -hmm. what, there's exactly. a huge gap. Huge gap. We're, like our generation, maybe the millennials and below, charitable, you know, donations aren't something that is really high. Mm. And it just got me thinking like, like you rightly said, the educational part of it, are we being a focus group for them? Because for so long, we have not been a focus group. But now that some of us are coming into money, earning, like we can give, we can contribute. So I'm like, why aren't we doing more of it? Mm. I wonder if our you know. parents grew up with that concept. Mm. Maybe they might have had a greater sense of community, potentially. In what sense? Um, in where, like, you're used to, if you need sugar, you'll just go to down the street or to your next door neighbor to give sugar. Mm -hmm. So I feel I made it a possibility that there was more, there was more unity mm -hmm. in which, like, of course, oh, there's starving children in wherever. Oh, I love to give mm -hmm. five pounds or ten pounds or whatever it is. I also think primarily also the cost of living, like cost of living. Also, again, it's like. 20 pounds a month or 30 pounds, it's not actually a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, mm -hmm. but that might be an outing with your mates on the weekend. So it's yeah. like, let me... That's real. Yeah. So I think, again, sometimes it just, it, it needs to resonate. The appeal might need to resonate. Maybe you see a video, mm -hmm. maybe you go on an actual trip, as you mentioned. Um, but I think if you don't have the passion for such... Because we all have Netflix, Spotify, all these things, but that's something tangible and conducive. You get but something back, yeah. yeah. But I think with some of these charities, I think I know the one you're actually referring to, mm. you actually can have a relationship yeah. and dialogue mm -hmm. with the child or mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. or project that you're sponsoring. To see what your yeah. what impact you're making. So I and, I and I think that for me is a bit better that I can actually see the impact that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I definitely do encourage encourage people to sign up to such initiatives and charities to do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the more we see it in our face and see the impact we will have, possibly yeah. the more likely we are to to give. I think there's a yeah. disconnect. That's the issue. Mm -hmm. Like they were really big on advertising it for parents or for our parents' generation when we were younger. And I just remember what we seen on the TV. Mm. I don't think I've ever like scrolled on Instagram and seen an ad. Like for me. Mm. Which means that either they're not targeting people like me mm. or they're just mm. not targeting people online as much. Um, so I think that's also something to think about. Like maybe they're, like you said, the 40 pluses have been their market for so long. And now they're like, oh my God, like there's a huge gulf here we need to fill. And the best way to do it is to reach out to people like you or people that are vocal about these things to get mm. people aware. Because I can't list off the top of my head any... Other than the one that you, um, yeah, your ambassador for mm -hmm. Christian charity like that, which mm -hmm. is really interesting. Um, but yeah, everyone should give. It is interesting. I, I, I often find that when I had my kind of like light bulb moment, when I had seen everything that had gone on, I was so moved. Uh, and I went, wow, I don't know why I didn't know this before. Mm. But 
there was no avenue for me to know this before in the detail which I did. And I always find myself, I count myself to be one of the lucky few who's seen the process. Like I literally saw a journey from giving to implementation. Mm. And I went, right, this is how happy is making this, this, this child or this person or this family. This is what it's doing. And for me now, it's easy to tell people about it. Like, you know, it's easy for me to say, hey, like, do this. This is because this, da, 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 da. But I also feel as young people, it's, I want to remind people that it's part of our, this is a funny ground, but our Christian duty. As Christians, we have a duty to care for people who don't have as much as we do. And I believe we we sometimes forget that with the, the world we're living in. It's a cost of living crisis. You have rent to pay. You have bills to pay. Bills, they don't... You know on the first, when it's time for the bills to come out, <laughs> they just... It's sometimes, <laughs> like, when you get paid, you don't even see it. It just goes. Like, it comes yeah. in and it just goes. Yeah. So it's already difficult, and I understand it's difficult, but if I'm going to leave anything with any young person listening to this who's never given to charity before, pray about it. Like, pray about, hey, like, Lord, help me to understand this better. And, like, seek out opportunities to do it. So there's praying about something and then if you're in an, another event and you hear someone talking about, hey, we're do collecting a donation for this thing, pray about, hey God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to respond to this? It, being open, like having an open heart to it. Because sometimes, you know, as young people, like if, we, if we're feeling certain, we're feeling it. If we're not feeling it, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, it can't even get through. Mm -hmm. Being open to it because we have to do good works as believers you know and jesus talked about whatever you do for the least of these you do for me it's just having that mentality and that mindset to go in holy spirit you can use me in whatever way you can and this is one of the ways you can be a light outside the church so it's just it's interesting when i when i think about it that way yeah but yeah Thanks, people. That was uh, a... <laughs> we started on such a high. Yeah, like, yeah. And that concludes Tribe. Thank you so much for watching. Um, if you've loved it, feel free to leave a review, drop a comment, and be sure to follow us on all digital streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah. You can rate it on Spotify as well because like, that really does help. Um, yeah, thank you so much, family, for joining. Appreciate you. Until next time, peace.